Hello, welcome back to the Beyond Bound podcast. This is your host, Abraham Chen. I'm joined by my good friend, my co-host, and our producer, David. How's it going? Going very well. I am very excited about uh, us being back. We are back for season five after a short break, and I'm very excited about this. Yes, sir. We've had a little summer uh, break where we've had summer sessions. We hope that you've been enjoying those. But we are back here full swing for new talks, new Unbound Pursuits episodes, and new conversations with guests. So today, we're kicking things off uh, traditionally with an episode of Unbound Talks. This is where we sit down with our staff members and discuss some of the core principles and the current events that are going on in the world of education today. David, what are we talking about today? Yeah. So the theme for this season's episode of talks is going to be sort of going alongside of what uh, a lot of the frequently asked questions about our Ascend program are. If you're brand new here, Ascend is Unbound's higher education alternative program for leadership and professional development. And it's sort of our uh, our biggest and uh, most significant program that we have for young adults. And uh, what we wanted to do with this season of talks is to go through and to address some of the things that if you just enrolled in Ascend, some things that you might be wondering and some questions that you might have, or if you're just wondering what does Ascend really look like and what are some of the things that we as an Unbound staff do to make sure that our students are getting the most out of their experience. So for this very first episode, we're going to be talking about a very important topic, which is how to get the most out of your classes this fall, especially if you are starting off as a freshman. In other words, again, if you, dear listener, are a new student or a parent trying to figure this thing out, and you're saying, what is this? If you've just enrolled, what the heck did I get myself into? <laughs> well, this episode is for you. Let's jump in. Enjoy the episode. Well, I am very excited to be diving into a brand new season of Unbound Talks with the three of you. I have always enjoyed these conversations. And so... First of all, I think it's going to be important to set the stage here. I alluded to it a little bit in the introduction, but uh, we're going to be theming this season of talks around sort of a uh, you're in Ascend, you're in Unbound, what now? Uh, or now what? Uh, so, Jonathan, I'd love for you to kick us off with uh, a little bit of an overview of why we think this is important to go over in this season of talks. Yeah, well, Ascend is not kind of an accidental program, and I don't mean that anybody's indicating that it is. But uh, we had what is often a, a kind of a unique situation where uh, we didn't have to start from scratch. Uh, we all came from uh, a pretty long and rich experience where we were working uh, with a lot of students in this area and using a lot of these pieces, and we were seeing what was successful and what was not. And so when we launched Ascend, we had the ability to go back and say, let's take a look at all the things that were actually successful and really worked well, and let's collect those and put them together in a way that makes a lot of sense. And so when we look at Ascend, it's pieces that we deliberately chose, and then there are pieces that we deliberately didn't choose, and we put them together in a deliberate way. Now, we're not making the argument this is a perfect program because we continue to improve it and you know change some things all the time. And, and I suspect that, you know, not to expect, 
I uh, have an expectation <laughs> that we will do that constantly, right? We should never stop doing that. But the point is that the, we put these things together for a reason. And so we talk about it, sure, if you're an Ascend student or you're a parent of an Ascend student, we want you to get a deeper, richer feel for what's going on here. And of course, if you're new to the program and listening about it, we want you to have an understanding of it. But if you have no intention of ever doing Ascend or you're not interested in it at all, uh, that's okay because these podcasts will still be helpful because it lays out some things that are going to be important, I would argue, no matter where you are. Right. So no matter what kind of school you're going to, no matter what kind of situation that you're in, uh, the themes that we talk about here are essential themes for anybody who wants to be educated and live well. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. And so um, I think I'd like to hear, Jay, specifically from you on uh, when you hear a lot from the marketing side of things as our marketing coordinator on how people come into Ascend and what, uh, what you want them to uh, understand about the program and our perspectives. And so I'd love to get your thoughts on that specifically for people who are just arriving in the program. Yeah, absolutely, David. Um, I think there's a lot um, of great benefits to Ascend in terms of skills and networking and leadership and all this stuff that you'll learn, you're going to get a, you know, maybe to get a degree depending on if that's your um, your path. But I think there's a there's a wider benefit to Ascend. And I think that's going to be something that we kind of dig into with some of these podcasts is Ascend is going to teach you some frameworks some principles some models on how to really think differently about really anything, whether it's your job, your career, your relationships, your community, um, what's in front of you, they're going to um, be new principles or maybe just um, really old principles that you're going to encounter in a new way. And so I would say to anyone coming into Ascend that I'm really glad that you're here, really happy um, that you've made the decision to join Ascend, but you're going to get a lot of those kind of what you might call surface level benefits, right? So um, the skills, training, and all that kind of stuff, but that you're also going to have a deeper um, deeper benefit to the deeper training that you're going to receive that's really going to help you to prepare for the rest of your life. Um, and I think that's what you know we're going to kind of touch on a little bit in, in some of these podcasts. So um, Victoria and Jonathan, you guys can kind of you know share your thoughts on that as well, but that's kind of what my big... Uh, excitement is when when students join the Ascend program is that they're going to be introduced to all these principles that are really going to help them and equip them for uh, being effective in their life, um, whether they do college or not, whether they do a career or not, um, kind of just regardless of what they do in the future, it's going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think you put that well, Jace. Uh, college is often about learning well. We want Ascend to be about learning well so that you can live well. That's a really important uh, second piece there that we think a lot of higher education institutions don't necessarily hit. And I think, Jace, you hit on something that was a, a word that we use a lot, which is principles. Uh, I think a lot of education is based on sometimes what is trendy or the way we've always done things or a certain uh, set, a pile of knowledge that we're supposed to take from somebody's head and put in somebody else's head. And in Ascend, we really don't start from any of those starting points. We start from the starting point that there are certain things that are true no matter what. Uh, there are things like gravity, and they are true whether you believe in them or not. They're true whether you know about them or not. Uh, they're forces that act on your life uh, regardless of what else is going on. 
And that if you understand what those things are, then you can apply those principles to your life and giving people the tools and equipping them to understand the principles that are operating in their life, things that are true no matter what. That's what it actually takes to be educated to then, to Victoria's point, to live well. And again, I think Victoria brought out something that's really important and essential there. In Ascend, we're not educating you to be famous. We're not educating you to be powerful. We're not educating you to be wealthy. We're not educating you to be super advanced in your job. Some of those things may happen, and praise God if they do, and we hope that that is a good thing, right? Uh, but that's not our point. We're educating you to live well and, and to have a life that is rich and meaningful and purposeful and serves others. And that's the that's the ultimate destination and that's the goal and we don't allow ourselves to forget that for a second at least we endeavor to try not to forget that for a second and that everything we do is aimed in that direction i was just gonna say jonathan it's funny um hearing you say that distinction between trendy and principles because as i was talking i said something about new principles and i kind of caught myself and i thought these really aren't new principles um these are actually old time-tested, um, almost you could say old-fashioned principles and ideas about how life should be lived and how learning should be done and all these different things. Um, but just because we've been so inundated by all the trendy stuff for the past generation or two, uh, they, they kind of seem like new things. They seem like new principles. Um, when I think in reality, they're just really, really good, solid, rooted principles that have served generations for years and years. Um, and it's almost kind of like we're almost rediscovering them to some degree. And I don't mean that to, to say that we're digging up something that no one else has or no one else knows about, but just that we're, um, we're getting back in touch with some of those older principles about um, understanding our life as a story and asking questions and um, building strong relationships and having that be a kind of a centerpiece of our lives and all these different things that we talk about. Um, and we're talking about them in a new way because it's the 21st century and things are different. Um, but they're the, still kind of the same bedrock principles that we've we've been you know talking about as a human race for a very very long time. I think it's important to make the distinction, and it's so easy to get enamored with technology and think that that fundamentally changes something. And, and in some ways, it does. It it fundamentally changes delivery. And if you've heard us talk, and we might talk about this a little bit later, it fundamentally changes sort of the kinds of knowledge that's important. But to your point, Jace. Is, Jace there's a delivery aspect there, but it doesn't fundamentally change the principles, right? Gravity didn't change just because we can fly, <laughs> you know? So, so we can use gravity differently and, and, and we can maybe, I don't know if you want to say it this way, defy gravity a different way, but we still have to contend with gravity. I mean, when you put an airplane up, it will eventually come back down. And so you have to sort of continue to understand that even if we can now use it in a different way or, 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 you know, get around it in a different way. I'm not sure how you want to describe that. And so I think that's true here as well, that no, no matter how much technology we throw at something, it, it really is wise for us to remember that the principles stay the same. Uh, how we can teach them perhaps is different. Uh, the emphasis that we put is different. The way we learn things may be different, but we're still talking about the same things at the, at the heart, at the root, at the foundation of it. Mm hmm. Yeah. And uh, to refer back a little bit to our previous season, I think both of you ended up, uh, I don't know if it was intentional or not, giving a little bit of a recap of our uh, ask, understand, do, live model. That was the entire theme of the last season that we broke down uh, over the course of five episodes. So if those of you listening would be interested in uh, hearing more about those, some of those foundational principles, uh, I would highly, highly recommend going back and listening to that season at some point. 
point. But moving forward here for this episode, one of the things that we really wanted to focus on is, especially for newer students who are going to be coming into the program this fall, there is going to be a massive amount of information, a, a brand new program, a brand new way of having to frame your mind of learning and understanding. And so it can be very hard, it can be very challenging to prioritize what are the most important things that I need to take away. And so, Victoria, I think I'd like to hear from you first on this. Is uh, For us here at Unbound, what do you think is one of the most important things that students can take away from their classes this fall? Yeah, I care a lot about this question. So thanks, David. There are a lot of different components in Ascend. There's a lot of different um, information that you'll be taking in, different principles you're going to be learning about, and different courses that you're going to be taking. So for most of our uh, most of our students across the board are taking college courses of some kind. All of our incoming Ascend students all take a minimum of nine college credits in the signature leadership courses. So toward that end, there is a foundational base of knowledge that you are trying to learn, right, in your first year of school. And that's normal. That's natural. If you're taking English composition, I would really hope that you learn English composition. But the catch is that we would argue that's actually not even the most important part of what you're going to learn this fall. It is really important. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not. But even more important to that would be learning the process of learning to learn, which is something that if you're in Ascend, we really dig into. Um, you'll attend some webinars about that as well and something that you'll continue to hear about. Um, but in Unbound, this idea of learning how to learn, of taking ownership of your education is something that's really important. And particularly in today's world, just goes miles and miles in terms of setting you apart uh, from your peers um, on an academic sense, from a professional sense, um, setting you apart from a lot of the competition when it comes to finding a job. Um, there's a concept we teach in Unbound called quickly and effectively mastering complicated information. And we'll, we'll kind of get into the long version a little bit here, but the short version is that we live in a world where everything's changing and it changes really fast, right? Technology updates daily, sometimes it updates hourly. Um, our work demands change, industries change, uh, trends change. And as, you know, even as young adults, we've already experienced a lot of those different things. Either we're working in that world or we will soon. And so a huge part of being able to keep up with that and to continue to be, uh, even just from a professional standpoint, you know, <laughs> continue to be relevant in your job or in your career or in your industry field, you have to be able to identify what is the most important thing I need to learn here and be able to learn it. Sometimes you have to learn it really fast and you have to learn it effectively. So we'll kind of break some of this stuff down here, but we would argue that one of the most important things you can take away from your classes is, yes, knowledge, um, get that academic knowledge, but even more so learn to take ownership of your education. We'll kind of break that down in this QEMCI or quickly and effectively mastering complicated information idea. I totally agree with you, Victoria, but I also think that there is kind of this almost absurdity to saying that the most important thing you can learn from your college classes is how to learn. Cause you know, you're like, okay, I've, you know, I started learning shapes and colors and, and numbers and whatever, when I was three years old and now I'm in college and you're telling me now, now's the time for me to learn how to learn. Um, like I should be <laughs> at the end of my learning now, not the beginning. Um, and I think that just goes to show how, um, how our mindset around learning has be has become so um, narrowed in the sense of education and how when we think of learning, we think of learning facts or learning formulas or whatever it is that we learn in elementary, middle, high school and college. Um, and what Ascend, and I think, you know, you mentioned this, Victoria, what Ascend is going to help you do is 
learn how to learn um, because you're not going to stop learning. And if you actually do stop learning, then either you've stalled out completely or um, it's not a good situation. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just think it's kind of um, almost ironic that um, we're learning how to learn at the same time that the rest of the culture around us is saying, oh, yeah, you're almost done with your education. I think there's, Jason, you hit on something that one of the things that drives us a little bit crazy and is one of this kind of cultural momentum all going this direction. And we tend to be contrarians and say, wait a second, does that really make sense? And if it doesn't, there's something really important here that if we understand, it gives us a, a level of being effective that can help us serve other people in a really extraordinary way. And I think this is one of them. I think we have a res residual uh, understanding of learning that makes sense based on the way the world was. But the world's changed and it's kind of like a ship that's, you know, still got some way on it. It's, it's not, it's taken a long time to turn, right? And so I use this example a lot, but if you were educated 20, 30 years ago or 40 years ago or something, uh, there was this sense of completion in college because what it was is that now you have all these tools that you need uh, to then take this knowledge and give you a running start into a particular profession. And there's going to be a pretty extreme overlap between what you just learned in college and what this profession gives you. So if you majored in business and you go into business, 70% uh, of what you're doing in the business that you went into is the same stuff you just learned in school. And now your job is to learn the remaining 30% by paying attention to the people that have been there longest and they pass that down. And if you put your time in and you stay there and you master that industry and master that business and master that company, you'll move up the ladder and that's the definition of a successful career. And of course, that has no bearing on reality today, right? I mean, like nothing in our world looks like that today. And today, uh, we have to think about this differently to say, yeah, you absolutely have to go into college thinking that the most important thing is to learn how to learn because you just are looking in college is that you have some uh, context stuff. We can talk about this a little bit later, uh, but you're, you're really getting a set of tools and you're going to have to use these tools because when you enter an industry, First, you're not likely to stay long, but it doesn't matter if you do because the industry is likely to be obliterated every several years. Uh, sometimes it may be obliterated every several months. And when it becomes obliterated by new technology and new change, uh, there's not going to be anybody senior who really knows what's going on. And everybody's going to have to practice QEMCI. Everybody's going to have to quickly and effectively master complicated information to reset and figure things out. And that radically changes the business landscape and it radically changes the professional landscape and it radically changes our world. And it's worth acknowledging that. Now, to our earlier conversation, some principles remain the same, but the application of those principles, that's a little different, right? And so the idea that you would finish in college and then be able to transfer all those skills in a practical sense, that's not true anymore. However, the fact that you need to go to college or have some advanced learning to be able to master some tools, that is important. And one of the things we try to do in Ascend is we try to say, hey, we acknowledge this. And so while we certainly need you to pick up some context, uh, what we really want to focus on is you're picking up that context as those bigger skills, those learning skills, because we don't know what you're headed into and you don't either. And neither does the people that you're going to go work for. <laughs> and so, uh, so you need to be prepared to make those fast adjustments. Yeah, that's that's a really good practical example that you presented there, Jonathan, because uh, at least for me, I know that uh, rung very true because I went to school for business. I went to graduate school and for a year to get my master's in business. And one of the things that I noticed was that a lot of my education was focused on not necessarily learning a lot of new 
facts. Uh, a lot of the just general core uh, concepts were all very, very similar. What I think that I found the most value out of and what unfortunately this uh, more old school university didn't really realize at the time was the fact that what was most helpful was some of the principles that were getting reinforced. Uh, again, back to our earlier conversation was that uh, there was we would they would talk about like case studies and learning about the facts of what happened in a case study wasn't necessarily in and of itself that valuable but understanding the principle of business behind why this case study was important and how it affected the landscape of this particular business was important and that's why i think uh unbounds and like educational philosophy is so so important is the fact that we don't necessarily just focus on the facts of certain circumstances. We look at the overall principles and that's what we structure our philosophy around. Yeah, it kind of becomes a, you know, I mean, know we've mentioned project-based education before, and that's a kind of a big component of what we do with this end and in just an unbound in general. But kind of going back to what you were saying there, David, is that, you know, how much more effective would it have been if you know you you know your your teachers your professors got you guys together and said hey here are some of the big business issues that are facing companies right now let's talk through how would you address these right um and so it's not as much getting up in front of a lectern and giving a presentation about you know all these different facts or things that might become you know, obsolete and irrelevant in two years, but instead it's saying, you know, what's going on now. And as a, as a, as a business professor who has more experience than the student, your, your role is to, um, almost mentor and coach those students through thinking through the problems that are facing businesses right then. And so, you know, even if the conclusion they come to in facing that, problem, the solution that they come to is going to be irrelevant in two years um, or three or whatever, then at least they still have developed the skill of finding a solution. Um, Because I don't think it's the solutions necessarily that are going to be the most important. It's the ability to find a solution that is really going to change um, that business person's future trajectory. And so kind of taking um, the form of an education that doesn't necessarily say, here are the solutions to these business problems, but rather saying, as a business person, here's what you need to do to find a solution. I think, um, and, and maybe you can kind of give your feedback on on that idea. You know, do you think that would have been more helpful or more effective um, in that kind of context um, in school than than kind of the context that that it actually was? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very well said. And uh, to the credit of uh, quite a few of the professors at the university that I got my graduate degree through, uh, some of them did focus on that, despite the uh, the curriculum that they were using, not necessarily pointing them that direction, they were able to understand what was important. They were able to shift away from the curriculum a little bit, which I very much appreciated. But uh, yeah, to be able to just learn how to 
develop the skills to address prop address unique problems address the problems that we have no idea are coming necessarily because 20 years from now we're going to be looking at and addressing problems that we have no inkling of right now and just trying to develop the core skills to be able to do that and while the example of business is what we've been using i think this overall model these uh this idea can apply in any field that you go into, business or uh, whatever other field that uh, you end up pursuing. Hello, everyone. This is Abe Chenigan. Just a quick break to remind you that enrollment is still open for all of our programs. This would include the Explore program, Equip for higher high schoolers, as well as our College Ascend program. All these programs are available and open for enrollment all the way through the end of September. So if you are interested, if anything you've been hearing in this episode so far has resonated with you and you want to look into how you can truly go deeper and use more of your education, I would highly encourage you to go check out the website beunbound.us where you can find way more information on all of these different uh, programs and what we do. If you want more information in a visual way, I would highly suggest you check out the Be Unbound YouTube channel. This is where we upload many videos talking about these concepts, but also we just had our national event, Apex. There are recaps and fun things from Apex. There's more coming in the next few weeks. If you've been to Apex, if you're Unbounder, you know what's up. So I would Highly, highly encourage you to go check out the Be Unbound YouTube channel if you have not. Now, back to the show. I think there's a, uh, you know, if we're summarizing this a little bit and kind of bringing some of this together, uh, what we want to do in the educational process and what we try to do really carefully in Ascend, uh, and we'll stick on this business example, but to David's point, it applies across any discipline, right? Uh, we just happen to be on this example at the moment. Uh, to use business as an example, uh, there are some things in business that that are bedrock principles that are true no matter what, right? I mean, like, you know, it, it, the, how you show a profit, <laughs> for example, you know, you're going to have to uh, sell your things for more than you're going to have to pay in the cost to deliver them, those kinds of things. Um, there are some basic marketing principles. There's basic structural principles to business that are true. And so if you get a business education, you have to uh, know those sort of structural elements in order to be able to hang everything else off of it. So there is a level of delivering knowledge where something has to go out of somebody's head and then somebody else's head. Uh, the, the difference here is that before there was a necessity to do that in a way that stuck it in there so deeply that you never had to sort of double check it, right? Because double checking it required you to, you know, travel to the library and get a resource, all those things. And now, of course, it's a little different because you can double check it by just checking on your phone to some extent, right? And so you still need to have the structural elements, but you have to have them for a slightly different reason. Before you had to have them to know the answers, and we talked about this in previous podcast, now you have to know them to have the context to ask the right question. Uh, so in terms of ascend and what we do, and, and I think a principle you should look for in any, any educational process now is Victoria is uh, in charge of our academics, right? And so Victoria is very deliberate and very careful about the kind of content that we're crafting to give you the structural elements, right? So she wants to make sure that you're going to earn credits and you're going to take classes and you're going to learn things that give you the structural elements to help you move towards whatever you're doing. But that's essential. And we're considering that kind of ground floor type stuff. Like you, you definitely need that. But we want to teach it to you in such a way 
that the major emphasis is not in locking those things into your head so much permanently, although we want them locked in there enough that you know to ask good questions, but so that you are learning them in such a way that you're really sharpening the skills of QEMCI, quickly and effectively mastering complicated information. And Victoria alluded to the fact earlier that we kind of break that down, but, but you know, there's a reason we say it that way. We sort of strung the letters together in that fashion uh, uh, quickly because this is competitive. Uh, technology does obliterate, right? There is an advantage to doing this. So the faster somebody can learn this, uh, the advantage that speed is an advantage. And it always has been, but it becomes more and more critical as our, as our world speeds up, right? Now, there's two things here, and they come in the order and purpose. Effectively means that you learn something well enough to do something with it, right? And so that is the first consideration. So you quickly take knowledge and apply it in a way that is effective. But then it says quick to, quickly and effectively master, because master sets you apart, right? Uh, everybody's going to, at some point, reach the point where they can do something with this. But there's a difference between those who understand why it's working, right? You can effectively do something, but not understand how it's working. So when it stops working, you don't know what's going on, right? You can effectively drive a car, but when it breaks down, only a master who understands how a car works is able to then figure out what to do next. And maybe if we carry that analogy a little bit further, you can effectively drive a car, but as it's breaking down and things aren't working, a master car person <laughs> knows what's breaking down and what they then have to compensate with the things that they have left to be able to make that work and take advantage of it, right? And then complicated, because we tell people that, you know, if it was simple, it wouldn't be a problem, right? So, so I mean, the more com the complicated the ones are the, are the problems that have the biggest div dividends and then information, because this is an information type age, this is about learning. And so it's that, it's that set of skills. And so I guess I take this opportunity to say as an Ascend student, you're going to be coming into a system. We're going to, we're going to be asking you to learn different LMSs because you're going to be learning from different platforms and you're going to be taking classes from different places. And some of those classes are going to have a real high level quality of academics. And honestly, some of them are going to have a little bit lower level of academics. And, and the lower ones, we're getting some trade-off in terms of speed and efficiency and cost and things like that. And the higher ones, of course, has got you know more content in there because we think those structures are more important. And that's deliberate to some extent because ultimately we want you to be able to quickly and effectively adjust between those and be able to understand what you need and extract that and effectively apply it even as you're mastering the information. And so that sort of ability to pick from different places and have to do different things and sort of learn in one way and then learn in another way, uh, that's, you know, to use another analogy, if you're working out and you only do push-ups, you'll become really good at push-ups, but you'll look funny and that's not, you know, there's other things to do, right? But a functional fitness will have you doing push-ups and running and pull-ups and squats and be able to train your whole body. And that's sort of the uh, uh, attempt here is what we're trying to do is we want to bring in things from different elements and say, ultimately, this isn't about you being the push-up king. That may have some applications. If you're trying to set the world record for push-ups and you have to really narrow down and do that, most of us aren't that person. Most of, need, most of us need functional fitness that allows us to do a wide variety of things, including things we're not sure that we need to do now, but we may have to do an emergency or may have an opportunity to do or something like that. And that's the kind of education that Unbound specializes in. So adjusting a little bit more to the practical side of that, then, so we've talked about a lot the value of QEMCI, of this concept, but how do we actually go about learning QEMCI? How does one actually develop that ability? Victoria, I'd love to hear from you first on this. There are some very specific ways that you can use these different ideas and principles to 
learn how to learn effectively, right? Out of almost any different process. And so it really comes down to kind of the way that you're thinking about it. Um, to start off with something really practical, whether or not you like taking tests, the process of taking a credit by examination test, like a CLEP test or a DSST, is actually a really practical uh, way to start doing that because the process of taking one of those exams is the same kind of process that you use when you're trying to quickly and effectively master complicated information. And so kind of break that down, and then we'll make it a little more broad for those who maybe aren't super passionate about taking a CLEP test. Um, regardless of where you're at, right, you have to be able to identify what is the most important thing. And so when you're taking a credit by examination test, you need to be able to look at the material and say, hey, what's most important here? What do I need to focus on? Then you have to learn it fast. Sometimes you have a lot of time for your club exam. Sometimes you don't. You have to be able to kind of accommodate your studies to the amount of time that you have to prepare. Maybe you have the luxury of six months. Maybe you have two weeks. Kind of depends on your schooling process. So you have to be able to learn that fast, right? You have to be able to master that to the depth um, that you need to be able to pass the exam. And so there's a, a level of mastery required there. And then obviously, right, the information is kind of an obvious thing. Um, so, so that is a very practical way to kind of break down that process if you want to uh, practice that specifically. But you can apply the same thing to almost anything else that you're learning. And so regardless of if you're you know, taking a club exam or you're working through a high school course, you can still break that down. So, you know, look at what you need to learn. Okay, what's most important in my biology class? Maybe it's just take a chapter out of your biology textbook and say, okay, what am I studying? What's most important here? What do I have to take away from it? And then look at the quickly. Hey, how long do I have? How can I do this effectively? Kind of break it down there. Um, look at effectively, look at your learning style, right? Look, look at the way that you learn because it will be a little bit different than the way your brother learns or your cousin learns or your friend learns, right? So figure out what's the most effective way for me to learn what I need to learn in this chapter of my biology textbook. And then um, what depth do I need to learn it to? Like, is there a part where I can kind of skim through? This part isn't really important. Okay, this part is really important. Figure out kind of the depth to which you have to master that idea and then realize that sometimes it's complicated, right? Sometimes you need to be able to adjust for different levels. Maybe it kind of makes your brain work for it and it's hard. It's not easy. Maybe you need some other resources, but figure out, you know, the depth that you need to be able to master that kind of a, a combo of the master and complicated part. So you can apply that same idea to anything that you're studying, be that from work, be that in school, but kind of just off the bat, some initial ways that you can make that a little more practical, kind of bring it down to the ground level. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, uh, Victoria, and just looking at some practical ways of doing that. Um, Jace, I'd love to get uh, a little bit of additional perspective from you on uh, some ways that you have found uh, this principle to be useful in some of the ways that you have gone about learning in college and after college. Victoria mentioned CLEP tests, and I took a lot of those. I don't even remember how many, <laughs> but I would say like 75% of my degree um, the credit I earned towards my degree was earned through CLEP tests and DSSTs and whatnot. And so um, that was something where I kind of even set a an arbitrary deadline for myself. I would we'd schedule a CLEP test because um, you had to schedule it ahead of time, um, at least in my situation, schedule ahead of time at the testing center. So I would schedule these CLEP tests for like two weeks in advance. And I would give myself two weeks to study a certain topic. So for example, Western civilization or macroeconomics or psychology or whatever it was. And there were some study guides and books that were available and I would go through those and basically would work through those for two weeks. There was practice tests online that were available. There was different um, flashcard systems that I used. And so there's all these different tools that I used 
And basically the goal was within two weeks to get enough knowledge to pass this exam and get the college credit. And, um, and I was able to. And so it was almost like training myself to, to follow that arbitrary deadline um, was, was a way to kind of force me to quickly and effectively master complicated information. Because I think if I would have given myself more time or if I would have said, oh, I'll, you know, I'll go and, and schedule it when I'm ready, then I probably would not have done very much at all um, in terms of, of exams and results, but also not in terms of work, right? Because when you give yourself a lot of time to do work, you get very little done. Um, and so kind of compressing that timeline and saying, okay, two weeks per clip, I'm going to schedule the exam and I, I better be ready by the end of two weeks or else I could be going into this very, very unprepared. Um, it was great motivation, first of all, to actually do the work and do the study. But second of all, it helped me to kind of say, okay, what, what do I really need to know, right? I'm not going to spend a lot of time reading or watching videos about subjects that don't have anything to do with this particular topic. Um, and so it helped me kind of say, what actually do I need to know? And then what's the quickest way to, to get that information? And so I've been able to use that skill since then in jobs and in, you know, just regular life and things that I'm trying to learn and stuff. And so I really appreciated that model um, as I was growing up of giving myself a, a deadline, giving mis myself some boundaries and restrictions to really help the quickly, quickly and effectively part of that uh, QEMCI element. Years ago, we had a, a student keynote at one of our national conferences, and uh, he used to say that you only get creativity out of limitation, right? So if you have unlimited resources, then you can't, uh, you almost never get anything done. And uh, we sort of see this played out in lots of different places in our life. Uh, but so, Jace, I think to some extent, you know, you, you were deliberately limiting resources, which then uh, resulted in productivity and uh, moving forward. And you may have artificially done that, but the world will naturally do that you <laughs> the rest of your life. And so you, you were artificially creating the environment that uh, then trained you very well to, to operate in the environment that you'll find yourself in. So. Yeah. And it forced me to actually do it. You know, like I think if I would have just said, well, I'll take this test when I feel prepared for it, you know, I could have kept pushing it off further and further and saying, well, there's still a couple, you know, concepts here that I'm not sure about. Um, but the beauty of the CLEP exam, at least, was that it was a pass-fail thing. So as long as I got a certain score or above, um, I had that college credit. And it wasn't based on a grade. It wasn't – so I wasn't going for, you know, oh, let me get the highest percentage grade I can. It was um, I pass this exam and I get the credit. Um, and therefore, every two weeks, I'm going to take the exam. And if I pass it, great. If I pass it just barely, great. If I pass it um, with, you know, some – some room to spare, that's also fine. Um, but it helped kind of force me to act if you, if you want to put it that way. And so it helped me to, to move into that do um, part of the model that we've talked about a lot as well, that when you're asking questions, when you're quickly and effectively mastering, um, mastering complicated information, then it will lead you into action and it will force you to take action, um, which then kind of allows you to repeat the process. Um, and I think that was really helpful for me to kind of Say, all right, two weeks, you're ready to go, do it, and the results will be what they will be, but it's time for you to step out and do it. I think that's a great point, Jace. And I might just add to that as somebody else who also took a lot of club tests um, as part of my degree process. That's something that you practice. Like that's something that, you know, my first test, 
I, I wasn't sure how to do that. And fortunately I passed that test. So that wasn't a problem, but it was, it was the process of how do I even break this down? How does this look? How do I learn? How do I do this? And so it's okay for it to be, you know, a process. You're not going to be amazing at learning quickly and effectively and, and being able to master complicated information right away. That's something that you have to practice and that you have to get better at. It's not just a skill you're born with is something you have to develop. And so it's okay to, you know, have some grace on yourself as you're learning, but just remembering that it is a process and something that you have to get better at, but something that you can get better at. And that's the exciting thing. I think as we kind of come to the end here, I think what we want to summarize is that, you know, there's many different ways to do education, uh, but we would argue that there's some fundamentally different forces at work here uh, that doesn't change the principles. We're still looking, you know, still dealing with gravity, right? Uh, but it does it change the way we go about learning them, and it does change in some ways the way we apply them to be the most effective. And so you still need a framework to be able to hang these ideas on. So a good education allows you to see the world in three dimensions. A good education allows you to be able to understand the ideas that are operating in the world. And so especially as people of faith, we would say that understanding the ideas that are behind what's going on in our world is absolutely essential. Uh, but we we discussed this a little bit before we started recording, and, and we said a point that I want to kind of emphasize here. Uh, occasionally, and through some church things, people will say, well, you know, I, I finished reading the entire Bible. I read the entire Bible. What do I do next? And of course, the answer is you read it again. Well, how many times do I read it? Well, you read it again until you die. I mean, like, you, know, you just keep going in and again and again, and then you get to live the real Bible. Like you're, then you're in the presence of God, right? Uh, or we use the other example, you know, like you don't start a diet and lose five pounds because then you stop the diet and gain the five pounds back. You fundamentally change the way you eat and then you do it permanently. Uh, and so what we want to say about learning is that there are frameworks that you need to learn. Uh, and I think this uh, attribute this to Jace. At uh, the beginning, Jace said, you know, as a, as a small child, uh, you're taught numbers and shape, uh, numbers and letters, which are not things that you would intuitively know to ask questions about. But then once you know your numbers and letters, they are a tool that you can use to fundamentally learn going forward. And so we want to concentrate on those things. What are the things you're not going to intuitively learn about, but the frameworks, the ideas, the structures that once you know them, you'll have a tool set that you can then use to learn going forward. Because we would argue that the process of learning is non, is non, not just nonstop, it's eternal. And I, I use that word very deliberately. I don't mean until you die. I mean until you die and then you continue to learn in the presence of God for eternity. And so we're, we're giving you tools to go forward and to do that. And, and the primary tool here is the one to learn. So coming back full circle, we started with the start to begin with. Yes, there's a framework you need to know, but ultimately beyond everything else, if, 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 if we have to throw everything else out and say, what can we teach you that we think can help you the most? It's the ability to quickly and effectively master complicated information. It's the ability to be able to learn. It's, it's giving you the tools and practice and using those tools so that you continually apply them again and again and again, literally for the rest of your life. And if we can do that, we think that's the best thing we can do to equip you to be effective in the world that you're going to live in. So uh, in closing, I think uh, I will attempt to uh, take uh, all of the very, very informative, uh, very fascinating things that you all have said and try to uh, give a brief summary of at least what I have learned from uh, trying to uh, have a conversation with you all. And so that would be that when we set out to uh, give, provide an education, provide a valuable, worthwhile education to our students here at Unbound. Uh, one of the things that we want to focus on is not just the 
core factual information that you can learn. Certainly that is important and we hope you do learn that. But the main thing that we hope that you gain is a framework for learning how to learn. And the way that we look at that is through quickly and effectively mastering complicated information. And the reason that's important is that not only can you find new information just about anywhere, but the information that you know changes so constantly based on where you're at in life and especially in today's modern world how the business and just about any field that you work in will be changing constantly and so the ability to adapt and quickly and effectively master complicated information is so important and so to be able to do that our students can learn that through basically just putting it into practice it's not necessarily just something where you hear the formula and you go okay i can just plug everything into this it's it's something that is learned through breaking down the process that you learn things through with your courses and uh, just generally the projects that you take on in life. And ultimately, our goal is to instill this m- mindset in you that hopefully you will learn here while you are working with us in Unbound, into your career, and ultimately into eternity. Well, I want to thank you very much for joining us for this first episode in season five. Uh, it's really, really I think appropriate that we kick off this season with perspective and this is something that we will be talking a lot about throughout this season of how to have a proper perspective on things, whether it is in education, of course, but in the various things. Uh, David, tell us a little bit about uh, what we're talking about next week. Yes. So in case you're new here, uh, Talks is one of three of our main series that we have going on during one of our main seasons of the podcast. So we have Talks first. Next week, we are going to be diving into Unbound Pursuits, where we are going to be joined by a couple of artists from the community. These are alumni who have gone on from their experience in Unbound to pursue some really, really cool projects in that field. And we have Pursuits episodes in the regular rotation. And then after that, we have our Unbound Conversations series where we are joined by guests who are giving an outside perspective uh, from the staff and the students on some of the things that we talk about here. So you can be looking forward to both of those series coming up very, very soon. Well, guys, thank you again so much for being on and listening. We really appreciate you joining us and hopefully we'll see you again next week. As always, be unbound. Unbound.